CBS Sports Radio presents Eye on Fantasy Football. Five on the play clock, second and goal from the four. Case takes the up-line snap, five-step drop, steps up in the pocket, looks left, fires left. stays in. Three receivers. Wentz under center. 49ers jump. The give goes to Blunt. Penalty flies fly and Blunt runs into the end zone. Seattle trying to take the lead. Wilson rolling to his right. Has a man wide open for a touchdown. It's Jimmy Graham. Seattle takes the lead. 33-31. Alex Smith puts a pass. Wide open left side. Travis Kelsey over the shoulder catch. Touchdown. Kansas City as open as you can be for a 29-yard touchdown. Burning Darian Stewart. Back to throw as Brissett screens left side. Carrying the ball is Marlon Mack. Marlon to 10-5. Touchdown, Marlon Mack! Here are your hosts, Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. What a crazy week in week number nine. It is insane what took place this past week, and we will break it all down for you on CBS Sports Radio with Ion Fantasy Football. We are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the senior fantasy analysts at CBS Sports, and we have a lot, lot, lot of information to give you, helping you set your lineups for week number nine. Heath, have you ever seen a week like this with the trades, with the news of Ezekiel Elliott out, Ezekiel Elliott in, and then the unfortunate situation of the injury to Deshaun Watson. Well, you know, I've only been do- playing fantasy football for like 25 years. You've done this a lot longer than I have. But I cannot <laughs> Is that remember, an age <laughs> I cannot remember a week like this, or even close to like this. I mean, we, with the trade deadline enough was something we'd never seen before. The NFL trade deadline is supposed to be completely boring. It was anything but. And then you throw on top of it the Ezekiel Elliott stuff, the Deshaun Watson stuff. It was absolutely absurd. We are going to uh, get into all this right now, but we want to remind you we'll be taking your calls all throughout the evening. Please call us up at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So let's start with the good news with, I guess you call it good news depending on what side of the uh, backfield you're on in Dallas, but Ezekiel Elliott at first has his six-game suspension upheld. And then we come to find out they get another uh I, I guess temporary stay or whatever you know the legal term may be, but he's playing for Week Nine against the Chiefs. The obvious thing is you're going to play Ezekiel Elliott this week against Kansas City. I think if you look at our rankings on CBS Sports, he's number one across the board. Number one. But for the people who picked up Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, Rod Smith, maybe in some deeper leagues, what are you telling people to do with those guys? It's not over yet, and we just keep saying it's not over yet. I'm not sure how many different levels of court. I didn't major in civics, so there may be three or four more levels the way this thing is going. But from what I from what we understand now that we expect next week there will be a final, quotes, ruling on this. You hold on to Alfred Morris, you hold on to Darren McFadden, you hold on to all those guys, and we'll find out next week. But like you said, for now, Ezekiel Elliott's the number one option. None of those guys have any value besides him this week. And for the long-term situation with Elliott, you, I think I saw you tweet this, you don't like this situation because you're losing him for a game at the back end of the season. If he's suspended next week, for sure, Mm -hmm. yes. And I still am of the belief that at some point in time, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, he's going to serve a six-game suspension. I think it's going to happen next year, to be honest with you. That that could be. And and that, I think, if you're the Ezekiel Elliott owner, you're fine with that. Unless, you know, long-term keeper league, you lose that for the beginning part of the season. But I just want to see him on the field 
as a fantasy owner right. for the rest of this year as much as possible. I'll take my chances in the playoffs. I want to get to the playoffs. So I want to have this, you know, and, and there is some of the language that was in the letter. He can still be suspended into the NFL playoffs. So that also that'd be awful for the Cowboys. Factors into it would well again. I'm sure they would probably take getting there as opposed yeah. to not getting there. So uh, that is on their plate as well. Uh, Deshaun Watson, as we know, unfortunately, is out for the season with a torn ACL. Happened to practice on Thursday. So Heath, we have the Texans going into this game against the Colts. Still a favorable matchup. Vontae Davis, the best cornerback for the Colts, not going to play. Uh, sounds like he's being disciplined for some reason or just not being on the active roster. Maybe a tanking situation. Uh, who yes. knows what the Colts are doing, but they're not going to play Vontae Davis. So you have two of the best fantasy receivers, certainly in the last month, of DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. How do you approach those two guys now that Watson is not on the field for this particular week? And then also what happens with those guys past week nine? Well, for this week, the matchup is so good. I don't think you can go away from DeAndre Hopkins. I'm a little concerned about Will Fuller because I don't. There's questions whether Tom Savage can support one good fantasy receiver. Sure. Him supporting two good fantasy receivers seems like a long shot. I've dropped Fuller out of my top 24, but just barely outside. He's a, he's a borderline number three guy. But I think you would probably tell people, at least I would tell people, that we have six teams on a bye. Right. And you have a terrible, terrible defense on the other side of the field. They're at home. So I still think, look, we didn't see last year, and, and I may be wrong on this, but it's Tom Savage extended starts with a healthy Will Fuller because Fuller was banged up for a good portion of his rookie season right. and Brock Osweiler was the starter. So I still think that there's an opportunity here for Savage. It's not going to be Deshaun Watson. The offensive line is not that great, and they traded Dwayne Brown, so he's not going to be a savior for them. So you're not going to see a lot of movement in the pocket. You're going to see a lot more three-step drops. They're going to be a little bit more reliant on their run game. But I still think that these guys can be startable. Not necessarily must-starts like Hopkins is a must-start guy. But, right. but start, Will Fuller can still be startable in a matchup like this with Savage. So I'm, I'm, I'm still okay with it, especially for this week. So he's, he'll, I'm a little bit more optimistic. We're probably like four or five spots apart in our right. rankings anyway. So <laughs> I think you still got to start Will Fuller. I'm still starting Will Fuller in a couple of leagues. Real quick, because we're going to talk about the trades a little bit more as the show goes on. But J.H.I. is the one that's playing on Sunday, or at least that's the assumption, because <laughs> we'll get into the Kelvin Benjamin trade a little bit uh, later. He's already passed his game uh, where he did not play on Thursday after being traded to Buffalo. But Jay Ajayi is now traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. You hear the uh, report that if he does play, it's going to be very limited. Is there any hope that you would be playing Jay Ajayi in your fantasy leagues, maybe daily as a contrarian play that he scores a touchdown, maybe in seasonal leagues with the hope that he does get five to ten touches? And any hope for him this week? Yeah, I mean, I know there's some people in a bad situation because they'd planned on starting Alfred Morris, and so they'd benched a running back that was in that Thursday night game. Potentially, and yep. so you could be in a situation where you've got Alfred Morris and Jay Ajayi, and I'd rather start Ajayi over him. Okay. I kind of view Ajayi as somebody that is in more that backup running back situation with a Jalen Richard, with a Wayne, Wayne Gallman, right, in that same range. I don't know that I expect him to get double-digit touches. Yeah, and let's just keep in mind that not only he may not play very much, he's got to play Denver if he exactly. does. Exactly. And so that could be tough for him. And you know the report coming out of Miami that he may not have known the playbook as well as Adam Gaze would have liked and probably going to a new team. I can't imagine that he's up to speed at least with a bye week coming. So the best we may see from JHI is going to be most likely from week 11 on. Let's go out to the phones now. Again, please continue to call us 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Our first caller is uh, Darnell from Pittsburgh. You're on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I need a flex and a, a PPR league. I have Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Robert Woods, and Marlon Mack. Who should I go with? Mm, 
I would have said Fuller for sure just a, just a couple of days ago. I, I I think now I may actually in a PPR league lean towards Robert Woods. Really, he would have been third for me. Okay. Um, I, I think Marlon Mack is uh, you know, you've seen the catches up for him the last few weeks, two weeks in particular, and I think you're going to see still a situation where the Colts are chasing points. May not be by much, but still chasing points. And Heath, again, will laugh at me at this, but it's still something you have to Give look him at. 10 touches. N- numbers are numbers. <laughs> He's had three games this year with 10 or more touches in each of those three games, double digits of fantasy points in every format. So I think Mac is, is in a good spot here. Um, but I, I, I would still take Fuller over Woods even in, at the receiver. But I understand your point that Woods is in uh, in a very good situation catching passes from Jared Goff and what's turning out to be a favorable matchup based on all the injuries for the Giants. All right. Thank you, Darnell, for the phone call. Next call will go to David from New Orleans. You're on I in Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Murphy's Law, what can go wrong will go wrong. That's happened to my team this week. Uh, first of all, you know, it's, it's a Watson does recover and come back next year. Essentially, I, I lost him and Fuller uh, for the year. And um, um, my question is, um, I'm looking for a number two running back. My, my starting run, running back for this week is Kareem Hunt. Um, and I have uh, Gordon on a bye week. Uh, my my choices in my PPR league for number two running back are um, Abdullah, uh, Damian Williams, Darkwa, and Booker. Can you give me a number two running back there for PPR? Thank you. Uh, I, I got to tell you, David, you're in a lot better situation than most people, so this is not a bad group. It's not a very sexy group, but it's not a bad group. Yeah, I'm still – this is not his best format, but I'm still going to go with Orleans Darkwood. I think he has the best chance to score a touchdown, and I think he gets the most touches out of all these running backs. Any concern with Paul Perkins playing that maybe we see three guys involved or even four guys? Yeah, I, I will ad- regrettably admit that I was the Paul Perkins guy early in the year, and he was so terribly bad, and this running game has actually been good with Darkwood. I'm not going to say it couldn't happen, but it shouldn't happen. So I'm going to, I'm going to bet on what should happen. I, I think Darkwell might be the safe play. The high upside play could be Damian Williams because he seems to be, based on the reports, the pass-catching guy. He could even be the starter for all we know. Yeah, we don't you know, know. So there's there's a little bit of a wild card there. And so the Dolphins' offensive line, which has been a travesty, is getting a guy back that they were counting on early going into the season and Ted Larson expected to play. So I'll take the high upside play of, of, uh, of Williams here. And I will say this. Booker is facing a, uh, a Philadelphia defense that allows the most receptions to running backs on the season. He's got 10 catches in the last three games, so he's yep. been used in that regard. So um, Booker's actually somebody, uh, and we'll get into this later, he's one of the guys I think if you want to try and stash somebody now, uh, 19% ownership on CBS Sports, he's getting more and more work. And if C.J. Anderson goes down, which has happened before, <laughs> I think we all have uh, suffered that situation, um, he could be the guy there in Denver. So uh, if you have an open roster spot, go get Booker before he potentially has another good game. So. Um, but I, I'll take Williams. Heath will take uh, Heath will take Darka. So we're 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 out the gate with two phone calls and two disagreements <laughs> already. So we're 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 off to a flying start. Next call comes to us from uh, Andrew from Minnesota. You're on uh, CBS Sports Radio with Iron Fantasy Football. Andrew. Hey guys. Um, got Gordon, Tom Brady, and Kyle Rudolph on by this week. I need help with both running backs and a flex. I currently have Buck Allen. Adrian Peterson and C.J. Anderson in running backs in flex. Um, does Legarrette Blunt, Marquise Goodwin, Darkwa, and Booker sneak in there above any of them? I guess what would you do with that whole catastrophe? Well, oh, sorry, a half point PPR. 
half okay. point PPR. Okay, Adrian Peterson is the only sure thing yep. that I see in this situation. Um, half point PPR moves Buck Allen into that same conversation for me with Darkwa and with Anderson. I think what I would probably do is start Darkwa and Anderson. Start Darkwa and Anderson. Uh, that's that's probably the safe route just based on touches. Um, again, but I I, I mean you know C J Anderson has just been. A yeah. tough guy to trust on the road. It's now 13 games going back to the last three seasons, and he's averaging in a standard league four and a half fantasy points a game. Now, last week he got you seven. Looked very good running the ball, but uh, Philly's run defense is very, very good. Yeah. So I may go with Buck Allen here just because of the, the catches. And, you know, Heath is, is very high on Marcus Mariota. I don't say very high, but you're high yeah, on Marcus Mariota. For sure. And so I think if you see different from what the Ravens did a week ago against Miami, if they're chasing points, I think Alice Collins is going to be fine. But Buck Allen could still see a lot of touches, certainly right. a lot of catches at the backfield. So I'll take I'll take my chances with uh, with Allen there. But the safe, I think the floor is probably the best with Anderson and Darkwa. Uh, next call, we go to Don from Florida. You're on I on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I need you to rank these three for me, if you don't mind. Uh, half CPR. Um, I need them for two leagues. I have Corey Davis, Buck Allen, and Damian Williams. Thank you. I'm really excited about a possibility, and, and you mentioned I like Marcus Mariota this week, and part of the reason is because Corey Davis is back and Corey Davis is full strength, and I think he's the most talented wide receiver they have on this team. Uh, I would go, it was Corey Davis, Buck Allen, and who? Damian Williams. I would go Corey Davis, Buck Allen, and Damian Williams in that order. Yeah, I, I think, um, again, touches for me is going to be where I'll, I'll lean, and I'll take the wild card of Williams and what he could be first. I'll take Davis second, just again, wild card there. Hopefully right. he comes out and plays well. I'll take the other side of, of the, the, the Ravens thing, what we just talked about, that if this is a uh, Alex Collins game, which it should be, uh, you know, be, be stupid for yeah. the Ravens to go away from it, that Allen could be potentially limited. So these are all three guys that are kind of, you know, I don't think you really make a bad choice. It's just whichever one, you know, maybe scores a touchdown is going to be the better of the three. Um, so I, I I'll, me personally, I'll take the, the, the wild card gambles over, over uh, Allen, but – um, you know, Heath uh, will, go, will tell you Corey Davis. So, uh, a lot more to get to here on Ion Fantasy Football and CBS Sports Radio. We'll get more into the Kelvin Benjamin trade, the Jay Ajayi trade, and certainly some more injuries that are going to impact your fantasy rosters in week number nine. So, stay right here to CBS Sports Radio and Ion Fantasy Football. Keep it here for more Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the senior fantasy analysts at CBS Sports. All right, Heath, so we know that there are six teams on a bye, which means there are definitely some quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends that need to be replaced. And hopefully people have planned for the running back and wide receiver position, which we'll get into some of these options as the show goes on. But we know that you can stream the quarterback position. You can stream the tight end position. So with the quarterback news this week, again, of Deshaun Watson being out, you don't have Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, or the great Case Keenum. Give me some quarterbacks that fantasy owners may be scrambling to find especially if you just lost Watson on Thursday. Well, unfortunately, one of our favorite streamers played on Thursday night, Josh McCown, and he did okay, but Jacoby Brissett would be my 
I guess my more under-the-radar guy going up against a Houston Texans defense that I do not think is very good. Mm -hmm. He's only 56% owned. He's not a bad option for this week, but if you're looking at somebody more of a long-term answer, I like Eli Manning. Not a great matchup against the Rams, but he is at home this week. And then he gets San Francisco, Mm -hmm. Kansas City, Washington, Oakland. Great schedule for Eli Manning, and he's just 52% owned. I would also say if you can find Jared Goff, you know, for this week as well, and he's been playing well. I don't know what his ownership percentage is. Two guys that are uh, probably available in a ton of leagues. I know it's not exciting, but you could be stuck, especially in two quarterback leagues. Jay Cutler coming back with the rib injury. Devontae Parker's playing. David Emerson is not for the Raiders. Yep. Their pass defense has not looked very well, not looked very good, uh, not played very well over the course of the season. So Cutler might have an opportunity. Did he have two multiple touchdown games before getting hurt? And look, Tom Savage is going to play in this offense. Oh, I picked him up in two different leagues yeah. when the news came and, down. And, and, and again, you know, it's uh, not the best situation, but you might be stuck. And he does get DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller at his disposal. The tight end position, no Rob Gronkowski, no Kyle Rudolph, no Hunter Henry this week. And we have some injury news that just happened in the last couple of days. Some of it was expected, like Jordan Reed not expecting to play. Uh, And then Martellus Bennett listed as doubtful for the Monday night game between the Packers and Lions. We're still waiting to find out, and we'll find this out tomorrow. Probably by the time you're listening to us on CBS Sports Radio at 11 a.m. Eastern with our simulcast show on CBS Sports with Fantasy Football Today. Delaney Walker is dealing with an injury himself. So what are some tight end replacement options to those guys? Well, amazingly, because we did say most of the week that Jordan Reed was going to be out, Vernon Davis still just 68% owned. Go so get him. If, if he's available, he's by far the first choice. He's been good just about any time Jordan Reed's been out, and he's been good sometimes when Jordan Reed is there. Mm-hmm. In a little bit deeper league, I'm okay with a guy like Benjamin Watson. I think George Kittle's target opportunity ought to be bigger with Pierre Garçon out this yep. week. Ryan Griffin against a Colts defense that really struggles against tight ends is not a bad option. And then if you're thinking towards the end of the year for that playoff push, Greg Olson, 54% owned, probably three weeks away. Yeah, for this week also, again, you just want to buy into matchups. Tyler Higby against the Giants. You know, not, not again, guy that's been heavily targeted this year. Yep. Uh, but Giants have given up a touchdown to a tight end in every game that they've played this year. Ed Dixon may get a boost in terms of targets with Kelvin Benjamin out. John U. Smith. Uh, and John U. Smith, if Delaney Walker is not playing, John U. Smith is somebody you can look at. Not an easy matchup for him against Baltimore, but certainly somebody that should be involved. And he actually has more receiving touchdowns on the season than Walker. Walker does have more rushing touchdowns, but that's you know <laughs> a conversation for another day when we're talking about tight ends. All right, keep those phone calls coming. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Our first call in this segment is Caleb from Harrisburg. I got to tell you, Caleb, uh, Harrisburg is where my wife is from. I've been there uh, several times. It's a beautiful city. Hey, guys. I uh, got a question for you. Before I get to it, uh, I want to mention last week I uh, called in asking for some advice, and I had mentioned that I played against Alex Collins and the Ravens' defense on uh, Thursday night. Okay. And uh, you had mentioned, uh, yeah, you're probably going to lose this week. I, and I want to let you know I came back and won awesome. that matchup. Well, Caleb, so, let me uh, just tell you, that was probably, well, actually probably, it was uh, Adam Azer and Dave Richard. They're very pessimistic people. Yes, and yes, so, yes. I, so, uh, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I, I, I right. talked to them. He, he uh, and I would have told you you still have a shot. So Yeah, right. Okay, awesome. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, so two questions real quick. Um, tight end, Vernon Davis or Tyler Croft? Uh, half PPR and uh, also half PPR. Um, Alex Collins or Buck Allen? You know, uh, if it was Adam Azer here, he wouldn't let you get two, two questions in either. <laughs> That's so true. We, we are really a lot better than he is. <laughs> Vernon Davis and Alex Collins is the correct answer here. I, I totally agree. And, you know, the one thing about the Seahawks, they're very banged up defensively. Now, I do not think that Kirk Cousins is going to have the best game, but he has a shot now. 
And the reason I say that, Earl Thomas is not going to play in this game for the Seahawks, which will be very good for Vernon Davis. As he told you, every time that Jordan Reed has been out over the last two years, Vernon Davis has played well. And the one game that we have this year was against Oakland when he had five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. So hopefully that Vernon Davis shows up, and Alex Collins is the one you want to buy into for the Ravens this week. D from St. Louis, you are on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, guys? I have a little two-part question here. Um, Four-point PPR league, uh, Derek Carr at Miami or uh, Marcus Mariota at home versus Baltimore. And in the wake of the Deshaun Watson injury, uh, I have both DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. Um, Would you start Cooper Cup, who I have on my bench, over either one of those two, uh, Watson or Fuller? Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. I'm going to go with Carr against what I think is a very good matchup. I'm not sure the Raiders dominate that game like they should. They're the more talented team, but second straight road game on the East Coast. They may have a little trouble defensively, which would lead to more passes from Derek Carr. So I'll go with Carr over Mariota. And then, no, I, like Jamie said, we're, we're downgrading Fuller. We're downgrading Hopkins. We're not downgrading him that far, though. I'd rather start either one over Cup. Yeah, I mean, Cup's got an opportunity. You know, he's uh, fifth in red zone targets on the season, and the Giants are down Janoris Jenkins. And so... Uh, Olivier Vernon, I don't expect him to play as either. So uh, banged up Giants defense. If you just if you want to split up the Texans as receivers, I can certainly understand it. So you could bench Fuller for Cup. I would also stick with both of the Texans guys. And Derek Carr has thrown 101 passes the last two weeks. I don't think the return of Marshawn Lynch is going to downgrade that significantly. He's not going to throw 50 times. At least if the Raiders have their way. But probably close to 40 attempts is within the card. So, yeah, Derek Carr's in a much better situation than Mariota facing the Ravens. Corey from Montana, you're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, how are you? I got a wide receiver question. I need to start three out of these four uh, Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, Ertz, or uh, Sterling Shepard. Thanks. Uh, I I am uh, very high on Sterling Shepard. I'm trying to decide if I'm high enough on him to start him over Demarius Thomas. I'm starting DeAndre Hopkins. I'm starting Ertz for sure. Uh, it comes down to Demarius and Shepard for me. I think Demarius is the safer play. I, there may be a little more upside there, though, with Shepard. I think Shepard's the safer play and the, and the more upside yeah. play. It's Brock Osweiler. Now, uh, we did do a little research on our on our podcast on Friday that Thomas's numbers with Osweiler were, were not horrible. But that was a different Osweiler, I think. You know, he was a little bit more confident, had a better offensive line at the time, and probably a better Demarius Thomas, who was younger. So uh, I think benching Thomas here is, is probably the safer play. Uh, next we go to Brian from Baltimore. You're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. How you doing? I just want to say I love the podcast. Listen daily. Thank I got you. two quick questions. Um, first, I got standard scoring. I got A.J. Green, Crabtree, Golden Tate, and Marvin Jones. Uh, do I dare sit AJ and play both Detroit receivers along with Crabtree, and then in a PPR format, um, Emmanuel Sanders or Will Fuller? Thanks. Um, I am going to start Will Fuller over Emmanuel Sanders. I'm I'm a little bit concerned, not just about his quarterback, but also about his health, and so uh, I'm not going to take that risk. I. Listen, there's probably a higher floor playing Crabtree, Tate, and Marvin because I expect one of those guys is going to be good. And A.J. Green is very, very risky against a very good Jacksonville defense. But for me, I'm starting Crabtree, Tate, and A.J. Green. I'm going to bench Green there. And and I think it's two reasons. One, slot receivers have had a ton of success against the Packers. So Golden Tate to me is a must-start guy. Oh, yeah, Tate's 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 top ten for me. And Jones' targets the last three weeks have been amazing in a game that – they may not have to chase points because of the different offense that 
we're seeing from Green Bay, clearly because of not Aaron Rodgers being there. But Stafford's track record in Lambeau Field is impressive. Last three games, eight touchdowns. You know what Jones did in his debut game for the Lions in Lambeau Field last year, 200 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, but I think it's just the recent you know, play from him and what A.J. Green has to face. The cornerback duo for the Jaguars – uh, on record pace right now through eight games, only allowing no, – they haven't allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver, right. uh, either cornerback. So um, I think it's just more upside with uh, with those two guys. All right, we're, uh, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll get more into uh, your phone calls, more into uh, some of these matchups for week number nine and give you some daily options that will hopefully help you win some money. And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Getting you ready for a crazy week nine after following a crazy week. What's not crazy, though, is when it's time to replace your battery, trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to help you choose the super start battery that's an exact fit for your vehicle. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. All right, Heath, part of this crazy week was... A series of trades. We kind of got into the Jay Ajayi one a little bit. He goes to Philadelphia from Miami. We're not expecting him to do very much in a tough matchup against Denver. And then they have their bye week in week number 10. The other trades, at least uh, the two that are relevant for fantasy purposes, the one that will not help your fantasy roster, uh, at least hopefully, <laughs> you benched Kelvin Benjamin on Thursday for the game between the Bills and the Jets. He goes from Carolina to Buffalo. What do you view his long-term fantasy value? And in that same conversation... The Buffalo Bills quarterback situation with Tyrod Taylor, how much better is he? Yeah, this this trade changed things for a lot of people, but I don't know that Kelvin Benjamin was really one of them. He, I'm going to view him very similarly to how I did before as a number two wide receiver that's got some upside but also has some limitations. He does He's not Sammy Watkins, or Sammy Watkins was in this offense. I don't think he's going to be a huge deep threat. Uh, and he doesn't create a lot of separation, so it'll be interesting to see how that works with Tyrod, who doesn't often throw the ball into into traffic. But I do think it helps Tyrod Taylor. He was a borderline number one quarterback, and now we view him as more of just a, a, a pretty set top ten guy the rest of the season. The number, the secondary options in Buffalo. Deontay Thompson's played well in two of three games since coming to Buffalo. Zay Jones finally showed up, scored a touchdown, showed he could catch the ball. Jordan Matthews was their big offseason acquisition from the wide receiver spot. He hasn't done much, but he's been you know beset by injuries. Uh, any interest in any of those guys now that Kelvin's here, or does this just completely crush them? No, I think it crushes them. Maybe not just that, but the fact that reports are now that Charles Clay should be back in Week 10. So if you've got Charles Clay and Kelvin Benjamin on a team that's not going to throw the ball a ton of times each game unless they get into situations like they did on Thursday night, I think Clay and Benjamin will take a majority of the work. Zay Jones may be a deep guy to hold on to just in case. If he continues to catch the ball, that would be nice. On the Carolina side of things, I think it really opened things up for Kel- for Devin Funches. I was afraid he was going to become irrelevant once Greg Olson came mm-hmm. back. I don't have that concern at all now. I expect him to be near double-digit targets for the next three weeks before Olson does come back, and he may actually be better than Benjamin. In the short term, for Cam Newton, not having Olson, not having Benjamin now, how comfortable do you feel about starting him this week against Atlanta? And, and again, same thing for him until Olson's back. There aren't enough quarterbacks probably to where I could bench Cam Newton. I mean, I would have benched him for Tyrod Taylor, Yep. but there's not anybody kind of out of the ordinary that I'm benching him for this week. So I think you're starting Cam Newton. It's going to be really interesting to see who else they get involved. We've seen Russell Shepard show some things with in very small samples. Curtis Samuel has a ton of speed, and that's kind of was their justification for this trade is they wanted to open things up and get more speed on the field. 
So I'm curious to watch them, but you don't really have much choice but to start Cam. Yep, and hopefully he comes through. I actually made a trade uh, in a league where I lost to Sean Watson. I traded. You only had to start one running back. Um, I traded C.J. Anderson for Cam Newton. Yep. Um, I was, again, a little bit of a desperate situation, but – C.J. Anderson, somebody trending in, the, I think, right now, just a little bit of a, the wrong direction. So, um, you know, a trade that I had to make, not one I was thrilled to make. Would right. have loved to have Deshaun Watson for the rest of the year, but we know how that story goes. He's out for the season. All right, let's go back to the phones. Continue to call us at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. First call is Dustin from Texas. Dustin, what's your question for us on Ion Fantasy hey guys, Football uh, on CBS Sports Radio? Call. I just had a quick question. Um, in a half-point PPR, uh, should I flex – Punches, um, Sammy Watkins this week against the Giants or uh, Joe Mixon, and also um, rest of season. Should I go with uh, Kirk Cousins or have an opportunity to pick up Tyrod Taylor? Whew. I I didn't really think this was going to be a debate at the beginning of the year, but I'm actually leaning closer to Tyrod over Kirk Cousins. Me too. That that whole offense is just a little bit of a question mark. The offensive line is awful right now. Chris Thompson's really been the only good thing about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's enough to carry Kirk Cousins. So I would rather have Tyrod than Cousins rest of the season. As for the flex, I would definitely rather start Funches over Sammy. And in a half-point PPR, I'd rather start him over Joe Mixon as well. Yeah, Mixon's got a tough matchup. You know, the Jaguars, another trade that was uh, overshadowed a little bit because of what happened uh, on Tuesday's trade deadline. But they get Marcel Darius, another piece to that defensive line. Their run defense has been a little bit leaky, but, you know, I, I still think you've seen – uh, some good performances from Joe Mixon, some inconsistent performances from that Bengals offense now they use him. And so Funchess at least is somebody trending up. And the same thing with Tyrod Taylor. Cousins, who knows when Jordan Reed will play? Who knows when Jamison Crowder will now play? Right. And, you know, you have the, the story coming out from uh, the Redskins uh, either today or yesterday when Jay Gruden saying that Cousins has to throw the ball downfield a little bit more. So maybe we see something. I don't think it's going to happen this week, but Josh Doxson, Terrell Pryor, you know, those guys are going to have to step up. But, yeah, Tyrod Taylor I think is the uh, – is the easy one there. Our next call is Chris from Oregon. You're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, uh, I have to pick up a kicker this week and need to drop someone from my bench. Should I drop Alfred Morris, Amir Abdullah, or Isaiah Crowell? Uh, I'm going to drop Crowell because we know he's not going to do anything this week. We know there, there could be a decision before waivers run again on whether or not Alfred Morris is going to be valuable. So I would rather have Morris and Abdullah on my team. Yeah, and, and I think if you're dropping Crowell now, you have a better chance of getting him back even if you don't have a priority spot on waivers because you tend to see when guys get cut on bye weeks that they get forgotten a little bit. Yep. Um, so Crowell, especially to, to Heath's point, if, if Zeke is suspended again <laughs> and if Abdullah you know, does manage to have a big game, he's going to be you know, probably added ahead of Crowell uh, this week. So uh, Heath always loves the kicker question. So thank you, Chris, for, uh, for I'm making just, that. I'm just glad he didn't ask me yeah, to tell him I, I, You should have seen Chris. Yeah, you should have seen Heath's uh, eyes light up when you said, I have kicker X, and then, you know, you followed that up, at least somebody dropped. Uh, I believe it is Migo uh, from Cleveland. You're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Uh, first off, I want to say that Adam definitely deserves to be being boozled. Yes. Because he didn't make a bonanza. Thank you. Um, we appreciate that. I hope you welcome. voted in the poll. Uh, I'm not on Twitter, but I just listen. Um, But my question is, I've lost so many pieces, Dalvin Cook, David Johnson, Chris Carson. I I still have Kareem Hunt, James White, Deion Lewis. I have Aaron Jones and Alfred Morrison, Darren McFadden for running back. I've had to trade away so many wide receiver pieces. Do you think Darren McFadden is droppable for a guy like Cooper Cup, Corey Davis, or, uh, you know, like D.D. Westbrook? 
I mean, you, you've got a lot of run. You, you told me you lost those guys, and I was thinking, man, his running backs aren't going to be very good. You've got a staple of pretty good running backs. Right. So I, I'm not too concerned about your running back depth. I don't really want to drop Darren McFadden you have just to because of the situation, but with Corey Davis and what he may show in this first game, I'd rather have him on my on my bench, so I would drop him for Corey Davis. I, I think also, you know, uh, he listed a lot of names there. Deion Lewis is somebody you could potentially drop too because right. you're talking about two timeshares. Even if Zeke is out for six games, McFadden, if if we were going into uh, Sunday, he sounds like he was going to be third right, behind Rod Smith and Morris. And so the fact that you have Morris, it's not a bad thing that, to, to carry McFadden. I would probably drop Lewis. Because just in case the uncertainty, what's Deion Lewis giving you? Two touchdowns in games where nobody knew he was going to, you know, perform at a at a decent level, and in the games where he's been featured, six six fancy points, seven yeah. fancy points. He does nothing in the passing game, you know. And so they're still giving Gillisley work. Uh, one little note on the Patriots, and and we're going to have to keep an eye on this coming out of their bye week. Chris Hogan may not play. Right. Danny Amendola's had a hard time staying healthy. You may see a lot of Rex Burkhead. And a lot of James White. If Rex Burkhead's available to you going into Tuesday, we're going to talk about him in the waiver wire column. I think that's going to be somebody that you want to prioritize, especially in PPR league. So I would drop uh, Deion Lewis personally, Migo. Uh, Helen from Massachusetts, you're on uh, Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hi. uh, I got a flex question for a standard league Um, between Tevin Coleman, Sterling Shepard, and then Blunt is on the waiver wire, and he caught my eye too. Yeah, it is a little weird to see LeGarrette Blount on the waiver wire, but I understand what's going on there because he's got a matchup where he's going to share carries with Jay Ajayi going up against the Broncos. You can't start him there. And then next week is on a bye. So uh, it, he's somebody that could be dropped, and I would, ne- would not pick him up over either one of these guys. I'm going to go with Sterling Shepard. We're excited about what he's going to see. I expect him to lead this team in targets and uh, have a fairly successful day. Yeah, and, and the thing about Coleman is uh... – the Panthers' run defense is very good when Luke Kuechly is on the field and he's going to play. Uh, I would have told you a thousand percent Tevin Coleman. I know Heath would also if Devontae Freeman was going to miss this game, but he's you know practiced right. in full, so he's going to be good to go. So yeah, Sterling Shepard, uh, Helen is your uh, is your option there. Mike from Florida, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Hey, I got a two-part question. Standard league, uh, I got Jameis Winston as my starting quarterback, and he's driving me nuts. I got Jared Goff on the bench. Am I better off going Winston or Goff? And for my flex, I got Sterling Shepard, Devontae Parker, and Marlon Mack. I need one of them. Uh, Again, I'm going with Sterling Shepard as your flex. Uh, We may get some disagreement there with the Marlon Mack, but Shepard's the answer for me. I I think the opportunity there for him this week is just excellent. And then I know Jameis Winston has been very frustrating. I I own him in a couple leagues as well. He hasn't been healthy, but the thing that I like this week is he practiced for the first time on Wednesday and Thursday through the ball. He's practiced, but he hasn't been throwing the ball. And so I, I feel like the shoulder, he says it's getting better, This matchup, the Saints' defense has improved, but they're very good in a big play type of way. They're not going to shut down an offense. I I think Jameis has a good game this week. Can I give you some of the names that the Saints have shut down at the quarterback position? Yes. And I'm sure you probably know this, uh, but it's, 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 you know, praising a defense that has faced some mediocre talent. They caught Cam at the right time in week three. Jay Cutler in London, Brent Hundley, and Mitchell Trubisky. Those are the four quarterbacks that have struggled against them. The three quarterbacks that have put up multiple touchdowns against them, Sam Bradford week one, again, you could say that's the exception, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. Yep. I would say Jameis is more in that group than he is in the other group. So I think Jameis, the fact that he's healthy, is, is the quarterback there. And I'll make things simple because I think all three guys are kind of similar 
Shepard coming back from injury, Parker coming back from injury, Max still in the secondary role. Just go with Shepard, and hopefully this is the game that he has that breakout performance and leads this receiving court. I, to be honest with you, I have Shepard. I'm starting him in a couple leagues, three receiver leagues, you know, uh, certainly PPR. I want to see six for 60 as the floor, seven yeah. for 75. I don't need a monster game. I'd love it, but I want to see that going into those next two games that you alluded to, San Francisco and Kansas City, because then, wow, could you feel comfortable about starting this guy without any hesitation so Sterling Shepard's a guy that if he's still on your waiver wire, please go pick him up because no Odell Beckham. He could be very good. We'll stay in Florida, and we'll go to Jesse. You're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've got a bit of a log jam at wide receiver, too, at PPR. Uh, who would you start out of Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Will Fuller, Paul Richardson, or Cooper Cup? And also, who do you like out of those guys the rest of the season? And here is where we're definitely going to have a disagreement, I believe. Again, I'm staying away from Emmanuel Sanders this week. I want to see him healthy, and I don't necessarily – I want to see Brock Eisweiler not look awful. Um, I'm going to go with Paul Richardson. Uh, he has turned into a favorite in the red zone of Russell Wilson. He's also getting more targets. And this could be some confirmation bias because I've been saying it for a month now, but I've been saying the Seahawks just need to throw the ball and stop worrying about running the ball into the line so many times. And they've started to finally do it. Russell Wilson getting 35, 38, 41 pass attempts in a game. And if he's doing that, that, that means Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham, Paul Richardson, Tyler Lockett, they can all be good with that much volume. So I, I like Richardson. I think Richardson is fine. I'm going to still stick with Fuller here just because I do think that the Texans may be in a situation where they're throwing a little bit more than Seattle. And the reason I say that is because who knows if Washington's offense shows up. Right. And so the – you know the targets haven't exactly been there for Richardson. The big plays have three touchdowns in his last two games. So uh, I'll stick with Fuller, but you go with Richardson. Uh, Russell Wilson's amazing right now, and he's going to be the best fantasy quarterback maybe rest of the way. When we come back, we'll give you some daily lineups for Week Number Nine and get into more of your phone calls. Stay right here to Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. One hour down, one hour to go on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of your senior fantasy analysts at CBS Sports, and we are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better, pro- better parts, better prices every day. All right, Heath, a lot of news has happened in week number nine, and the game's. Only one game has been played, but a lot happened before we had that kickoff Thursday night between the Bills and the Jets. So really quick, let's just recap things that are going on right now. Ezekiel Elliott is going to play in week number nine. We know you're starting him. What does that mean for the other guys in terms of stashing Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, and Rod Smith? Just hold more waiting. Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier in the last segment. You could be in a situation where you might drop Darren McFadden. He looks to be third, but definitely hold on to Alfred Morris and probably Rod Smith, too. Deshaun Watson's out for the season with a torn ACL. What does that mean for Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins, at least for week number nine against the Colts? 
Uh, week number nine, I'm not too worried about Hopkins, and Fuller is still a high-end flex for me. Rest of season, I think Hopkins is a low-end number one. Fuller is more of a number three. Some quarterbacks to replace them would be Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, maybe Eli Manning, certainly for the next couple weeks. And if you're stuck this week, Jay Cutler and Tom Savage. Jay Ajayi was traded from the Dolphins to the Eagles. Can you count on Jay Ajayi this week against the Broncos? And what about LeGarrette Blunt? You can't count on either one of these running backs, I would say, even for the next three weeks. This week against Denver, you're not starting either one. Next week, they're both on a bye. And then the third week after that, we're not going to know who the feature back is. So it's going to be a messy situation. Yes, I said the Eagles. I'm sorry you corrected me against the Broncos. A uh, couple injury notes to catch you up on. Uh, Jamison Crowder is not going to play for the Redskins. Jordan Reed is not going to play for the Redskins. Martellus Bennett is doubtful this week against the Lions. And we are hoping to get back Corey Davis. Devontae Parker, Emmanuel Sanders, so some good news there. I will give you one sleeper for this week from the Redskins side of things, and that's Ryan Grant. Yep. Kirk Cousins likes to make a lot of safe throws, and Grant last week had seven targets, one of four times this season that Kirk Cousins had targeted receiver at least seven times. So Grant could have a lot of work this week in PPR leagues. I'm starting him, for example, in one league uh, just with the hope that he gets a lot of action. We're going to take your calls all throughout the next hour. You call us up at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 Four two two seven. We'll go out to the phones now. Justin from Massachusetts. You're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. I was uh, want to know. Assuming everyone stays healthy this week, I want to shake up my team a little bit. I'm thinking about trading uh, Breeze and Ingram, uh, Evan, for Tyrod Taylor, who I think is going to be outstanding the rest of the season, and Jimmy Graham. Is that dumb? Oh, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's dumb, but I wouldn't do it either. I don't. I think there's a bigger difference still, even with the increase in performance from Tyrod. There's a bigger difference between Breeze and Tyrod, or between Jimmy Graham and, and Evan Ingram. I, I'd rather have the Breeze side still. Justin is gone, but I gone off the phone. <laughs> um, but what if it's four points for passing touchdowns? It's closer, but I still think I'd rather have Breeze because all those passing yards. Any concern though? Ingram losing value now that Shepard's back because Ingram's last two games have been great with no Beckham, no. There's some concern no about that, sure. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I I keep the the Breeze side of things because I think there's going to be a ton of production coming from him, and I think this is one of those weeks where you want to have Drew Breeze on your roster against that Buccaneers defense. Uh, good friend of ours uh, calls a lot of our radio shows. Novell from Maryland. You're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, PPR League, I need two. Evan Ingram, Jimmy Graham, Mixon, Devontae Adams, or Keon Drake, two. Okay, I am going to – so we had Ingram, Graham, Mixon, Adams, and Drake. Yep, Evan Ingram, Jimmy Graham, Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, and Kenyon Drake. Uh, Double I, tight end set here? I'm st- I'm I'm going with the two tight ends, yep. and I, I think I'm going with Mixon over Adams. He just needs to. Okay. Then yep. we're going double tight end yep. set. Double tight end set. Evan Ingram's in a great spot. Jimmy Graham's in a better spot. Those two guys should be awesome. Novell, you are all set there with uh, what a lot of offense likes to do. Use those two tight ends. Next, we go to Phil from Cleveland. You're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Give my call. Uh, I got four wide receivers. Need to pick three. A.J. Green, Larry Fitzgerald, Jordy Nelson, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Wow, and I, I have always been the Larry Fitzgerald guy, but uh, out of these four, he's he's the one I'm sitting. You've got you've got concerns with both Fitzgerald and Jordy with their quarterback situations this week. Um, I guess for me, I still have some hope that maybe Brett Hundley turns into a, an above average or even slightly below average quarterback. Drew Stanton's just awful. 
and I don't have any question about that. Uh, I agree with you. Drew Stanton is awful, but Drew Stanton is awful in most matchups not facing the 49ers because the 49ers are equally as awful. When awful, awful, when awful faces awful, sometimes something will be better. Yeah. And Larry Fitzgerald is the better. Um, he has a unbelievable track record against the 49ers, and I'll just give you the touchdowns. 27 games he's faced him in his career. He scored 17 times uh, in those 27 games, including – Last year, week five at San Francisco with Drew Stanton starting a quarterback for the Cardinals, and he scored twice. So yeah. I'm going to bench Jordy here because at least I've seen Stanton and Fitzgerald have success. I have yet to see Brett Hundley and Jordy Nelson have success in their limited time on the field. So I will take uh, I will take Jordy as the odd man out there for Phil. Uh, our next call comes to us from Mike from Florida. Mike, you're on uh, CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, this question's kind of convoluted, but I have, I'm have i a Zeke owner in a 12-point PPR, or I'm sorry, a 12-team PPR, and Wednesday I felt like I pulled off the great trade robbery. I got uh, DeMarco Murray for Emmanuel Sanders, and I, I started thinking I could back him up with Derrick Henry. Uh, I have Buck Allen, I have Alfred Morris, I have C.J. Anderson, I have Riddick. I was thinking about dropping Buck Allen for Rod Smith, or I could try to parlay it into um, trading uh, Buck Allen plus either Cooper Cup or Will Fuller for um, James James White and Derrick Henry and get the handcuff for DeMarco plus a pass-receiving uh, flex option. So I just wanted to know, should I just drop Buck Allen and pick up James White, or should I go with the trade method? Thanks. I think he got a little confused at the end there. Yes. He's not dropping Buck Allen to get James White. He was dropping Buck Allen to get Rod Smith. I don't have a problem with that trade at all if you have the receivers to cover yourself for losing Fuller. Yeah. Because getting Henry and White gives you another – it's not just a pass-catching back. He's he's a six- or seven-point guy in the standard leagues. This is PPR, so he's clearly a little bit better. Um, yeah, if you could if you could get Henry and – and uh, was, he, was he trying to trade Allen and Fuller? For White and Henry? Uh, that that was the most confusing scenario yeah. I've ever heard in my life. I so. tried to write it all down here. but Yeah, I, I could not keep up. Yeah. I think, look, if you could pull off Fuller and whoever you're going to package with Fuller to get James White and Derrick Henry, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm great with that, you know, especially with uh, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, coming back in the one – the one, or no, giving up Emmanuel Sanders. So, <laughs> yeah, Mike, you're all over the place there. So, uh, you know what? That's what Twitter is for. So you can tweet us at Heath Cummings Sr. That's at Heath Cummings Sr. Uh, and I'm at Jamie Eisenberg, and we can help you out there as well. Our next call comes to us all the way from Alaska. Henry, you're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, PPR League, I got two questions. First one, uh, who would you start at running back, uh, Alvin Kamara or Doug Martin? And my second one, um, due to Zachert's injury and the fact that they're playing at, uh, playing against Denver, would you start Jared Cook over Zachert's? If Zach Ertz is healthy, I'm putting him in my lineup. I'm, I kind of feel the same way I do about him and Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski right now. If any of those three are active and on the field, I, I don't care if they're playing the 85 Bears, they're in my lineup. So I, I'm starting Ertz over Cook. And then I like Doug Martin and Alvin Kamara a ton both this week. They're both top 12 guys for me, so you don't have a bad choice there. But I think Doug Martin could have a huge game. I'm starting Martin. I I. I... Don't have a problem with that. The one thing is, is that as much as Martin's been playing more and more in the four games since coming back from the suspension, yep. he hasn't been really involved in the passing game. And Kamara or Kamara has been, you know, three catches essentially every game of his NFL career. Right. With some games, as we've seen, with ten catches. So with the PPR scoring, I'm going to give the edge to Kamara, especially with the small caveat. Now, even though Sean Payton said nothing's going to happen, we had the fumble, two fumbles 
from Mark Ingram. Right. So maybe that's a little bit more work for Kamara. So I, I like Kamara a little bit better in this spot. And don't have any fear about Zach Ertz. He practiced on Friday. So yeah. he's going to play. And I, I think the, the question was a little bit slanted toward Denver has great defense. Denver has great defense, not against tight ends, as Travis Kelsey just exposed them in that game last week. So Ertz, is, uh, Ertz should be a monster this week. Uh, Charlie from Atlanta, you're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. So um, one half PPR, I need two out of these four, Emmanuel Sanders, Cooper, Bunches, and Mohamed Sanu. And Carr is my quarterback, if that means I should lean towards Cooper. Yeah, I don't really worry too much about who the quarterback is when I'm choosing who I'm going to start in other positions. I, I understand sometimes you might for upside or to be a little bit safer, but in this situation, it's pretty clear-cut. I'm going with Cooper and I'm going with Funches. The other two guys aren't that close for me. I would agree Cooper and, and, and Funches, but Sanu actually is close for me with Funches because what we've seen from Sanu is when he's been healthy, yeah. he's basically five to six catches every game. And last week you saw he found the end zone. Um, again, I don't think there's as much upside with him as there is with Funches now that Benjamin is out. If Benjamin was still with the Panthers, I would have told you Sanu easily over him based on what we've seen, but there should be a better opportunity for uh, for Devin Funches this week. Chris from Boston, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm in a half, uh, half PPR league, and I got a trade offer, so I would be trading away uh, Russell Wilson, LaShawn McCoy, and Adam Thielen, and get back Marcus Mariota, Le'Veon Bell, and Doug Baldwin. What do you guys think? Well, this is basically Heath's dream team all the way around. Russell Wilson, Adam Thielen, and Marcus Mariota, are, uh, and Doug Baldwin. I mean, this, yep. if Heath could have uh, every player of this in this trade scenario on his roster, he'd be thrilled. So we're trading away Wilson, Shady McCoy, and Adam Thielen, getting uh-huh. Mariota, Baldwin, and who was the running back? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. That, that's a good one. That's an important piece to remember. Uh, I wouldn't like the trade near as much without it. Um, I will take the Le'Veon Bell side. You're getting the best player in the deal. I think you're getting the best wide receiver in the deal. And I'll take the downgrade in quarterback. I still expect Mario to have a big second half. Yeah, I, I think the upgrade at running back, upgrade at wide receiver is too much to pass up giving up Russell Wilson. So uh, 100% this is a great trade for you, Chris. So nice job uh, there. Josh from Memphis, you are next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, yeah, I got a 10-team PPR for my flex position. And uh, I'm already starting Aaron Jones. So in the flex, I can go with Ty Montgomery. Josh Doxson, Corey Davis, or Delaney Walker? Oh, it's it comes down for me to Corey Davis or Delaney Walker. And I would have said Corey Davis for sure if Walker was going to be out this week. If Walker plays, I think I'm still going Davis, but it's really close. Uh, it's not close for me. It's Davis. Yeah. You know why? Uh, Davis has played in two games. They have the same amount of receiving touchdowns. That's so there, there's there's a chance for Davis to be the best player at the receiving core for the Titans. Uh, Walker, if he was 100%, it would right. be closer. But the fact that he's banged up, you know, uh, got an unlimited practice on Friday and that's it, I think it's very easy to go with Corey Davis. Doxon's going to face, you know, boundary receivers against Seattle, not named DeAndre Hopkins or Will Fuller when they have Deshaun Watson. are going to struggle. Right. And Ty Montgomery is clearly in a much, much of a secondary role, plus you're already playing Aaron Jones, as you said. Uh, Wags, Wags from Florida. You're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, quick quarterback question. Mariota or Eli? And I have, at running back, I already have uh, I have a handcuff between Coleman and Freeman this week, and I picked up Abdullah in the absence of uh, Melvin Gordon. So would you go with the handcuff and go with the duo 
from Atlanta or would you take Abdullah? Thank you. Yeah, I'm probably going to start the two Atlanta running backs because I feel confident that way I'm at least getting one touchdown out of the two of them. I don't <laughs> yeah. know which one's going to score, but right. I, I like the chances of one of those two scoring better than Abdullah scoring because uh, he just hasn't really been used in the red zone very much at all. He's asking for more red zone work. We'll see if that happens, but I'm going to have to see it before I believe it. And then I'm starting Mario over Eli. I, I like Eli a lot better after this week as a borderline top 12 quarterback for two or three weeks, but I like Mariota better this week. Yeah, I don't love either quarterback, but Mariota at least is getting a piece back to a receiving core that's a little bit more whole, especially if Delaney Walker plays. Yep. And the defense he's facing, you know, they're both in tough spots. It's really hard to say that one is a better situation than the other, but um, the Giants, at least since Odell Beckham has gone down, have become very, very conservative. So um, Mariota should be good. All right, when we come back, we'll give you some of those daily lineups I've been teasing you about. So you want to stay right here to Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. There's more Eye on Fantasy Football coming your way on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. Welcome back to the show, Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I know I've been talking about it for a few segments now, but let's get into some daily fantasy advice. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are the senior fantasy analysts, or two of them, at CBS Sports. And Heath is our DFS expert. So, Heath, give me your lineup, FanDuel, DraftKings, whichever one you want to choose for week number nine. Well, I've got a few FanDuel lineups, and I don't want to tell everybody the one that I'm going to use against you tomorrow in our contest. Okay. So, cause I don't want anybody copying on, on this. So I will give you my tournament FanDuel lineup. Okay. I am very excited about this game in New Orleans, so I'm going to stack that game. Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. Three. All, all three of them nice. in my lineup. My running backs are Ezekiel Elliott and Christian McCaffrey. Expect his pass-catching volume to be huge. I'm going with Julio Jones under $8,000 for the first time that I can remember. Vernon Davis is a nice, cheap, tight end. Mm-hmm. Blair Walsh as a kicker, and then I put myself in a bad spot with the defense. I had 4,600 left. I'm going to take a shot that Blake Bortles throws a pick six. I'm playing the <laughs> Bengals defense. Uh, it's always a good chance uh, in the 2016 season, the 2017 <laughs> version of Blake Bortles hasn't been very pick six heavy. Uh, I, I've, I'll give you the lineup that I wrote about on, on, on our site on CBS Sports, so everybody could see it. Uh, I agree with you. I also have a Tampa Bay stack of Jameis Winston and Mike Evans. I didn't go all the way in with all three guys. Okay. Also using Ezekiel Elliott, I uh, think it's an easy opportunity to get him in there. Uh, I like Marlon Mack's situation against Houston as price point. And again, just give him those 10 touches, and he's right. going to be very good. Of course. Uh, Doug Baldwin, I think, is due for a big game. He's only had two on the season, and he's going to avoid the two outside cornerbacks for the Seahawks, for the Redskins, excuse me, of, uh, of Josh Norman and Rashad Breeland. Sterling Shepard, I think he's due for uh, a lot of targets in this game for the Giants. And then Jack Doyle has been fantastic. Great matchup for him against the Texans as well. Uh, Mike Nugent is my kicker, and the Cardinals defense because they get to face C.J. Beathard. So I think this is a good spot. As you can see, we like the Tampa Bay Bucks passing game and Ezekiel Elliott, which is no surprise there. Let's go out to the calls now. Continue to call us up at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Scott from Baltimore, you're on Iron Fantasy Football. Hey, how you doing? Just got a receiver question for you. I know it's close on your rankings. Uh, Half-point PPR, Paul Richardson or Jordy Nelson? This is one that I've struggled with. I, I've struggled a lot with the green, both Green Bay receivers and both these outside wide receivers for the Seattle Seahawks. 
Uh, I think this is really more of a floor and upside situation here. Like, there's a there's a decent floor with Jordy. I expect hopefully the targets. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a very good floor the last time they they played, but uh, as you can tell, I'm kind of stalling here because I'm I struggle with it. I'm going to say Jordy. I'm going to say Jordy too. I, I just you know this is Russell Wilson's playing great, but the outside receivers against Washington have not been great right. this year, and so. I just think that the safer play, because the one thing, you know, people may say, oh, Jordy's got to face Darius Slay. Probably not going to happen. You're starting to see Devontae Adams get the tougher cover, and so that could be tough for him. Greg from Houston, you are next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, fellas, how you doing? I'm sorry Adam is not there because I wanted to tell him Jerry Maguire is a football movie. Yes! But the uh, the question I have is uh, on the number two running backs. I've been I have um, I've been using a uh, like Kamara. I have Collins now. Um, I have McFadden, and then also Marlon Mack. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is my number one. Now I want to know should I drop McFadden because of this you know this whole Ezekiel Elliott shenanigans and um, pick up Kenyon Drake as a speculative ad, or should I just kind of hold on to McFadden? You know, I'd rather have Kenyon Drake than McFadden. We expect that he's actually going to be a somewhat of a feature back this week. McFadden, even if Elliott's suspended, we're not sure that he's going to. And I, I think there's more upside for Drake. Now, we'll see if it's all going to come down to whether it's really the offensive line is fine and it was all J.H.I.E.'s problem or not. Because if the offensive line is as bad as it looked with J.H.I., then, then Drake's probably not going to be doing anything. But we'll see him do something this week and have a feeling. I'd rather have him on my roster. You would uh, be kicking yourself if Kenyon Drake goes off because exactly. Darren McFadden's not going to play. And then you still have a chance to get McFadden back if Drake goes off and you're not first on waivers. And I'm assuming with the Le'Veon Bell and Kamara and, and Collins on your roster, probably not at the top of the waiver wire uh, chain next week. So, um, yeah, Kenyon Drake for sure. Uh, Steve from Virginia, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. I'm, I've been listening here with the bye weeks. I have a uh, standard league, and I don't know if I should play Alan Hearns or Ryan Grant. I'm kind of scared of Alan Hearns because he's so boomer bust. And Ryan Grant, I know uh, Earl Thomas is not playing, so I was kind of liking him. Yeah, I, I agree with what Jamie said about him being a sleeper. If it was a PPR league, I might even say Ryan Grant over Alan Hearns. But I like Hearns' chances of getting into the end zone a lot better than I do Ryan Grant's. I like Hearns' chances of getting more yards a lot more than I do Ryan Grant's, so I'd still start Hearns over Grant. I, I would agree, but you know what? It's so close, to be at least in my mind. Right. And Steve has a feeling. Oh, it's I, I'll never, always I, go with your feeling. I'll never, I'll never t- talk somebody off the ledge if it's that close. You know, So if he was saying... Will Fuller or Ryan Grant at this point? As much as I, I, you know, nervous about Fuller, I still say Fuller. In this case, if you got a feeling about Grant, go with Grant because look, Hearns is 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 like he said, it's it's boomer bust. He's got a score, I think, to be good. So, uh, go with your feeling there, Steve, and go with Ryan Grant. Uh, Andy from Boston, you are next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Evening, fellas. I right, I got a half PPR league wide receiver. I need uh, three out of five: Landry, Demarius Thomas, Funches. Sanu and Dawson. All right, you can rule out Josh Dawson here, so that's the easy one. So it comes down to three out of Jarvis Landry, Demarius Thomas, Devin Funches, or Muhammad Sanu. I think the debate would be between Demarius Thomas and Sanu. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the first three, Landry, Demarius, and Funches. It's probably the safest three, and hopefully that we see Demarius Thomas get relatively close targets from Brock Osweiler. That would be nice to see. 
Um, I will say this, though, again, in any PPR scoring, Mohamed Sanu is going to look a lot better. The Falcons could have a hard time throwing, uh, excuse me, running on the Panthers, and Sanu has been very involved and certainly been good in PPR leagues, but uh, Tom is probably the safest bet as the third guy there. Uh, Larry from New York, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Um, I got a wide receiver question for you. Um, I need two out of three guys here. I got Jeffrey, Adams, and Corey Davis, and it's a standard. Yeah, I'm sitting Alshon Jeffrey. I, I, I moved I moved Corey up ahead of Alshon yep. uh, just a couple of days ago. So Adams is the easier one, even though we're concerned about him as well. But I'm starting Adams and Davis. It's just so hard to trust Jeffrey, even in a good matchup. You know, and last week was, uh, I don't want to say fluky because he made a great play, but only two catches. You right. know, he just has not been playing very well. And against Denver, why would you take that chance? Uh, Demarius from Los Angeles, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I love, love you guys. We love you. Question, question. Funches uh, or Shepard have point PPR, and if I could sneak another win, Doug Martin or or uh, uh, I can't remember now. But just for those first two, uh, Funches and Shepard have point PPR. Well, it, it's very likely that I was going to say Doug Martin. Say, yeah. I, I love Doug Martin this yep. week. So that's that's probably the right answer there. And then Funches and Shepard, kind of similar in that they're going to be in uh, feature roles now, and they haven't always been in that the past i'm gonna go with Shepard. he's probably in a better spot in any ppr scoring you know i will say that the touchdown potential is probably better for funches but you know he's only had really two great games right since greg olson's gone down maybe he gets a boost with without benjamin there they're close enough so we'll just be consensus and say Shepard. i gotta say though uh i looked up at at you while you were talking i looked back down and saw demarius i was like did he say demarius thompson like oh no demarius was <laughs> was the one that called all right keep those phone calls coming 855-212-4cbs that's 855 212 Four two two seven. One more segment to go here on Ion Fantasy Football on Fantasy on excuse me Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Ion Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio. Time for our last segment here on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. And if you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. All right, Heath, you have a very fun stat about Larry Fitzgerald that's going to make me feel sad about saying that Larry Fitzgerald and Drew Stanton are going to play well in this game against the 49ers. Yeah, I just went back and, and looked at the games that Larry Fitzgerald's played with Drew Stanton, where Stanton's thrown at least 10 passes in the game. And he did have that two-touchdown game against the San Francisco 49ers last year. That was the only time in the nine games he's played with Stanton that he scored a touchdown. It's the only time that he's topped six fantasy points, and only two two times has he topped 10 PPR fantasy points. So it's been very, very bad, except for that one game last year, which maybe Drew Stanton just needed eight years to form a connection with him. <laughs> maybe so, but also I think you look at San Francisco, their defense just not very good. Who's the safest guy to throw the ball to? It's Larry Fitzgerald. It's Larry Fitzgerald, who you uh, certainly make more positive than negative arguments for. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes, it pains me to do this. <laughs> more times than not. And, and we talked about this off the air. I would not be surprised if Stanton does struggle, that maybe they turn to Blaine Gabbard at some point during the game. Could be the lesser of two evils. Uh, let's just stay right there. It's the one trade we haven't talked about. Jimmy Garoppolo goes from New England to San Francisco. He's not going to play this week. Probably not going to see him on the field until week 12 when they come out of their bye week. Can you buy into 
Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and I guess also we should tie that in. The one injury we didn't really talk about, Pierre Garçon, now out for the season. So what do you think about Garoppolo's long-term appeal for the 2017 season? And then what about the receiving core now in San Francisco? Anybody that you can buy into maybe as a sleeper? Yeah, I think Marquise Goodwin is a sleeper. I'm not sure he's a sleeper this week. I've kind of struggled with whether this Pierre Garçon being out makes Mark, makes Goodwin better this week because mm-hmm. he knew Patrick Peterson would cover Pierre Garçon and just follow him. But you look at what Peterson did the last two weeks, he really didn't follow anybody. And when the yep. receivers last have two been games. last two games, mm-hmm. and when the receivers have been fairly balanced, he doesn't. So I think Goodwin's an okay sleeper for this week and for rest of the season. He's got some big playability. Aldrick Robinson's going to see a lot more targets, so he'll be slightly interesting as well. I was interested in Garoppolo as a late-season option because he has a great schedule, but without Garcon, I I really don't know that I see it. I will also say Trent Taylor is somebody who's going to get a lot more playing time too, so he's probably going to be the slot guy for them, and that's somebody that you could look at if you want to buy into maybe deeper, deeper, deeper leagues. I picked him up in the Dynasty League as well just to see what what happens there. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Call us up at 855 Two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four two two seven. We go now to Adam from New Jersey. You are on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thank you for taking the call. If I could get two quick ones in, uh, PPR. I'm stuck. I need to pick between Frank Gore and Damian Williams, and I need to also pick between Will Fuller and Marvin Jones. Thank you, guys. Well, I think the I think the second one we will definitely agree on. 100%. It's Marvin Jones at Green Bay. Good matchup for him. Mm-hmm. More targets for him. That's pretty easy. The, the other one I I would imagine we're going to disagree on. I'm going to stick with Frank Gore. Um, even last week when we saw Marlon Mack get more snaps, we still saw some touches for Frank Gore. I don't expect this to be the blowout that we thought it was going to be when Deshaun Watson was playing, so mm-hmm. there's more volume there for Frank Gore. I'll go with Gore. Maybe there's more upside with Williams. I, I'm going to go back to a theory you talked about with Adrian Peterson. Uh with older running backs. Yeah. We had a lot of work for Gore last week. Those are going to be some tired legs. That's true. And so it's a second straight road game for them. I do think that we're still going to see more and more of Marlon Mack. And, you know, again, just looking at what the team is doing, the sitting down, you know, essentially benching of Vontae Davis does not speak to trying to lean toward veteran players. It would probably lean toward younger players, especially with the Andrew Luck news coming down that he's now out for the season as well. So I'll take Damian Williams and the wild card. And, yes, Marvin Jones. They were close for me to begin with. Uh, I, I probably was uh, on an island by myself with that, you know, saying to start Marvin Jones over Will Fuller prior to the Sean Watson news. But I do think Marvin Jones is in line for a great game. So that's an easy one. Uh, Sue Hill from Massachusetts, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Thank you so much for taking my call. So, first of all, I just wanted to say that my team really took a step back with the Sean Watson being out and Brady on the bye. So, Right now, my main focus is on the flex position, which I have Tyler Lockett in there. But also, I'm in conversation with uh, Will Fuller to trade. So I wanted to know as to how productive uh, you guys really think that Fuller is going to be, uh, knowing the fact that you know Watson is going to be out for the rest of the season, not giving him the opportunities uh, that he's usually giving with his legs. Yeah, and I think Lockett's maybe even being a little bit overlooked because Richardson had those touchdowns. Lockett actually getting more targets, though, put up a 100-yard game in their last game. He's got a little bit of it, more of a history of producing with Russell Wilson. I expect, I've got Lockett ranked higher this week, and I expect Lockett to be better rest of season than Will Fuller. Interesting. I mean, he certainly could be. Um, you just wonder, though, because when we did see Lockett take off in his rookie season, it was right when Jimmy Graham went down. Right. They did not have a Paul Richardson on the team. And so now you're seeing a much more crowded receiving core. 
And Lockett has done well. Look, you know, the one thing that I think gets overlooked is Lockett's had more targets the last two games than Paul Richardson. He just hasn't had the splash plays. Actually, has yet to score a touchdown in the season. And he did have one touchdown. He scored called back by penalty. Right, and, yeah. and I think you brought up the point earlier this week on one of our shows that if you were to say that one guy is scoring touchdowns as the next guy behind Doug Baldwin, who also has yet to have a lot of big blow-up plays right. this season, it would be Lockett as the guy finding the end zone. I'll still take Fuller this week. Uh, it's, it's funny, though, to say that my quarterback situation is bad but you still have Tom Brady on a bye. You're you're in a lot better situation <laughs> than a lot of people, Suhil, so be happy about that. Dennis from Green Bay, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of bad quarterback play, Dennis has to watch that now without Aaron Rodgers there. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? Standard league, non-PPR. I need one running back, one wide receiver, and a flex out of Darkwa, Mack, Mixon, Shepard, and DJX. Well, uh, you only got one wide receiver there, so I guess it's Deshaun Jackson. We had Shepard and DJ. Oh, Shepard and DJ. I, yes. I didn't hear that. Okay. I'm starting Darkwo over both Mac and Mixon this week. Um, Shepard is the highest-ranked wide receiver for me, and I'm going to go with DJ in the slot. I, I think Tampa Bay scores some points against New Orleans. Uh, okay, so both wide receivers there and then Darkwo. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I, I do think, again, Marlon Mack's in a good situation, but – uh, touches will certainly favor those other guys. So, again, for simplicity and to make things easier on Dennis because <laughs> he has to watch Brett Hundley from now on, let's go with uh, Darkwa Shepard and Deshaun Jackson. It is funny, though, to say start two Giants against the Rams, which is a very good defense, <laughs> and one of those Giants is not named Odell Beckham. So that uh, makes me a little bit cause for concern. Uh, Josh from Canada, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I just had two quick questions. Um, first, at tight end, I was just wondering who would you who would you start? Uh, Ty Croft or, or um, Austin Hooper? And then in the flex, would you play uh, Amir Abdullah or Corey Davis? Ooh, those are, those are both pretty tough questions. I would go with Croft over Hooper if. Uh... With Luke Keekley there, I, I the Carolina defense is just so much different and mm-hmm. so much better. So I, I don't want to start Hooper. I'm going to start Corey Davis over Amir Abdullah, but it's really, really close. Yeah, again, wild card. But, you know, right. it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. And in this case, Corey Davis, the last time we saw him, you know, he, he looked very good in the early part of the season when his hamstring was healthy. Tough matchup for him, but Amir Abdullah just has not gotten you the production you've been hoping for. And believe me, I'm as big Amir Abdullah fan as you'll find. Uh, I will also take Corey Davis, and I will also take Tyler Croft. Next, we go to Joe from Massachusetts. You are on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Just a quick question. PPR, do I play Muhammad Sanu or Marvin Jones? Marvin Jones is pretty easy. Yeah, relatively easy. You know, as well as Sanu has played, Marvin Jones has been uh, a thousand times better. You know, and uh, I, I think what you're seeing from the Lions is is that Golden Tate's shoulder injury has opened things up for Marvin Jones to step forward and, you know, start to live up to what the contract was a year ago when they signed him as a free agent. Great matchup against Green Bay this week, so uh, I think very easy to go with uh, with Marvin Jones there. Will from Cleveland, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, got a legit concern. It's off the beaten path a little bit. I got uh, guys on the, my roster PPR. Uh, I'm trying to select two guys versus one guy. I got uh, Jared Goff and Watkins, or should I just start Cam Newton flat out? I want to get the two for in, you know? Yeah, I understand. You know, you want to get in with uh, with Jared Goff and Sammy Watkins. It'd be a lot easier if we've seen Sammy Watkins play well. No, I do think this is going to be a Sammy Watkins week. Nothing really to back that up outside of Janoris Jenkins being out with a suspension. Coming off of their bye week, I think that they hopefully will have worked some things out and get this guy going because their offense has been very good without him. And imagine what they could be with him. 
you know, it's something that we've kind of been hoping to see, and I think this is a good opportunity for it. But I think you got to go Cam Newton here, yep, right? I'm going Cam Newton. Split them up, you know, because right. if Watkins play, if if Goff plays well, there's a good chance that Watkins could have at least a part of it. That would be the. It would uh, be nice if he did. That would yes. be the hope. Uh, Pat from Ohio, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. What is up, fellas? Hey, I'm a man, and I like playing hide and Zeke. On a Demarius tip, my menu is loaded with girly fries and Kamara rings. I was thinking about getting rid of Alfred Morris and McFadden and McNuggets to pick up Big Mormon Mac, Alex Jen Collins, or what do you think, said Devontae Booker? Thank you for taking my call. You guys have a lovely evening. That reminded me a little bit of that. Uh, remember that McDonald's commercial where you had to go up to the register and wrap your order? Wrap <laughs> <laughs> you your question. Yes, that was good. Um, I believe the gist of that was: should I drop McFadden and Morris to pick up Alec Collins or Marlon Mack? And I would definitely drop McFadden to pick up either one of those. I don't think I'm dropping Alfred Morris to pick up either one of them, though. I would probably drop McFadden to get Collins for sure. That's the easy yes. one for me. And look. I think Marlon Mack has a bright future, but he's still on a bad team. He's still got a questionable quarterback, and there is the chance that Alfred Morris is the lottery ticket that will win a lot of fantasy owners' championships. Yep. So go with Morris, go with Collins, drop Derek McFadden, do not pick up uh, Marlon Mack there. Tony from Ohio, you're next on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Are you going to wrap for us too, Tony? Yeah, I'm not going to wrap for you, but I want to thank for taking my call. I had two quick questions for you. Um, DST, I was wondering if I should uh, start Eagles or Saints defense. And then at quarterback, should I start Cousins, Alex Smith, or Matt Ryan? Uh, I'm going with Alex Smith. I I don't know how much longer this is going to last, but uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep riding it while it does. Uh, Cousins is definitely a distant third under that. Yep. And I had, early in the week, I had the Saints ranked ahead of this Eagles defense. They were a top three defense for me. But the fact that Jameis Winston does seem to be a little bit healthier has really given me a little more confidence in that Tampa Bay offense, so I'll start Philadelphia. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, the one thing I think that uh, is fun about Ox Smith, two things. One, we, we were at this point in the season probably thinking we might see Patrick Mahomes yep. at some point. Yet to throw an interception, and he's averaging 29.5 fantasy points on the road. So great situation for Smith. Uh, Jerry from California, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going? I got a flex question. I have uh, Matthews, Drake, Davis, Cup, and Grant. I need to start one of those guys. Matthews, Drake, Davis, Cup, and Grant. I'm assuming Corey Davis. Um, Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant, yep. And the Matthews would be Richard Matthews. Uh, yes, Jordan Matthews has already played. Ryan Matthews is no longer in the NFL. So in the Davis is Corey Davis. I'm going to start Corey Davis. If that's the only player you have to do, yes, Corey Davis has the highest ceiling. I will say this again, just wild card. Kenyon Drake could get a lot of touches and might have an opportunity to score. So um, if you want a different answer than Corey Davis, if you're a little bit nervous about him coming back in the matchup against the Ravens, then you can lean on Kenyon Drake, and hopefully he does well. I'm going to try and pronounce his name. I'm probably going to butcher it, so I apologize. But Vosilios from Baltimore, you're next on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. It's Vasilios. It's totally cool. I've cool. been with it for 20, 20 years. So you know, it's all good. But, you know, thank you for trying. But uh, my question was, uh, I have four running backs. I need to pick two. I got Alex Collins going against Tennessee. I got Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. Derrick Henry. And then I got McGarrett Blunt. I think it's very easy to go with the first two there, right? 
Yep, Collins and Jones. Yep, hopefully, Don't look bad. Jo hopefully Jones has a big day. So uh, thank you for the call. Victor from Boston, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Um, I have two questions, quarterback question. I have um, Jared Goff over Jameis Winston, and then I also got a trade offer for Bilal Powell and Jared Goff for Drew Brees. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, take Drew Brees <laughs> yeah. and start Jameis Winston. Yep, start Jameis Winston, and then what you do is, hopefully Jameis has a big game, you flip Jameis Winston after getting Drew Brees because you're never going to have to play Jameis Winston over Drew Brees. So you're in a good spot there, Victor. Uh, Nick from Rhode Island, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. No, Nick. I guess we're done. Uh, that's uh, That'll do it for us here on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Want to thank uh, Stu Kovacs and Chris Thomas for uh, producing our show in New York. Want to thank Keith Cummings for joining me here on the show. Coming up next is the Saturday Night Huge Show. We will be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern for Fantasy Football Today on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and calling, and hopefully you win your fantasy leagues in week number nine.